Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Carlin, and with me today, I have Dara Heffernan on the podcast. Dara is a singer, songwriter, and musician. I first saw her live closing the Saturday night on Whelan's Ones to Watch, and instantly was like, this is fantastic. So I went home and was listening to her stuff ever since, so I was like, I have to get this person on the podcast because her music is brilliant. If you haven't heard her EP, Wasters, or her latest single, Harry, go listen to it right now. It's really, really is incredible. Uh, very personal songwriting and great great musicianship and all of it. So uh, it was fantastic to get her on. Uh, we'll be chatting to Dara about how she got into music, where she gets her inspiration from, Adrian Lenker, some video games. It was a very, very fun chat. And um, it's great to have her down, especially because she's based in Belfast. So to get her down and actually get the podcast in person was brilliant. So uh, hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to get on with the episode. And here's a theme music by Zach Stevenson. But uh, we're here for a new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast I'm with Dara Heffernan. Thank you so much for coming over. Thank you for having You're me. You're very welcome. Uh, I saw you first at Whelan's Once to Watch, as I said in the message, and it just blew me away. So I was like, I have to get you. I, sent, I think I sent a message pretty much the day after. I was like, please, please, please come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming down. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I was just saying there, it's kind of mental that that was the show that you were um, impressed by because as soon as it ended me and my band turned to each other and we're like Jesus that was <laughs> shit that was I, the worst I don't know why that, ha- that happened I won't name the band but um, I remember seeing a really really good band I was like and it was my first time see- it was my first time seeing them in a while I was like mm. whoa you guys that even proved so much that was amazing yeah. and he goes that was the worst show we have ever played what's that all about like maybe maybe it's just the, the self-criticism of it all but god um, so I guess we'll start this off like what was your first foray into music how would you get interested in it well, like it's kind of it was kind of a rocky road just because like I feel like people got in got into it very young mm. and kind of started and decided that that's what they wanted to do very young and I did start learning guitar when I was about 11 and I was very much like writing songs when I was like 9 I had this little notebook. You were writing songs at 9. Oh. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Were it, they any good? <laughs> no, I I um <laughs> I don't even know but and it's really sad cuz like I had this little notebook where I would just write lyrics and stuff. Um I didn't know how to play any instruments so not writing any music at that point but I had all these lyrics in a book and I remember being out with my friends playing and I lost it so it's gone forever it's gone forever and I will never know what's in there but um like that kind of I used to go up in school and stuff to the teachers and be like hey can I sing a song at lunchtime and like do they let you yes they let me every time that's a good that's a good school yeah yeah. (laughs) it's a bit embarrassing to think back on it now but um (laughs) they let me get up and sing songs whenever I wanted and um that was kind of my thing for a while and then I went into secondary school and for some reason decided like you know what I'm gonna do law (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm gonna do fucking law and I'm gonna do so good and I'm gonna study I'm gonna be an academic and then um I think six months before the leaving cert I joined Subsounds which is like a mentorship group that um South Dublin County Council do I'm pretty sure it's music generation it's um it's in Tala it's in Rua Red and it's just literally like um a group for I think it's 14 to 18 year olds and you just go and there's all these other songwriters and musicians there and you kind of just there's mentors that are there to help you learn how to write and that then sounds class it's so good and then if you like need if you're like recording at the end of the year they let you record and like they mix the songs and they put them out you do a big gig but like you know if you need drums or 
based on a song and there's people there to be like yeah I'll do it and very like, nice because the drummer's hard to come by yeah <laughs> exactly they have it all there for you so like from then on that was about six months before the leaving certain I was like maybe I do want to like do this and here we are here we are well, what was the kind of music that you gravitate towards when you were like that made you kind of make the music you make now I think the first, the very first time I remember like loving a band, like, you know, when you, that first thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh my God, <laughs> was the Beatles, of course. Nice. <laughs> and Muse. Oh, really? For some reason, I was like 11 or 12. I think it might have been there was a Muse song in the Twilight soundtrack. Um, there might have been. There was a lot of great bands in those yeah. Twilight soundtracks. <laughs> I think it, there was, like, the first song I heard by them was Neutron Star Collision. And I remember just getting obsessed like obsessed for the next few years i think that that was like one of the first gigs i saw as well in the three did you see muse yeah oh i've never seen them now i've i've missed every opportunity to see them yeah i think at this point i don't know if i would see them again yeah because did did they do i remember a friend of mine sent me because i dabbled with muse my brother was a huge muse fan i was kind of more on the heavy heavier side of things Mm. but uh, i did like muse a lot and he sent me my friend sent me this uh, album I was like, what is this? And he goes, this is Muse's new electronic album. I was like, this sucks. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, this really does suck. I know, it's so disappointing as well. God, they had they had such a good run at the start. Nice of Sidinia, fucking one of the most... God, 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 what a good song. So when did you uh, when did you get into start recording your own stuff? That was probably during Subsounds as well, because at the time, it was over COVID. So like in the year I started, I was like 17. And the idea of it is that everyone's there as a group, but obviously it couldn't happen that year. Mm. So we're doing it over Zoom and like, you know, most of the kids, it was kind of like people, not many people were, we weren't doing much. Like, and it was kind of having to drag everyone to do something. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And at the end they pick like, um, they pick a, I think they call it a spotlight something spotlight studio showcase or yeah, yeah something something like that and they're like after this we can go on and produce an ep for you if you want oh and i was like is that what wasters became that's what wasters oh, became wow, so that's okay. why i was like oh my god maybe i will and they're like <laughs> and we'll do a music video for you and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> happy days <laughs> i know yeah so it was like that's why i'm really really lucky to have had that push because if I didn't I would have just been doing law right now definitely yeah. <laughs> I would not have gone into music at all <laughs> which is crazy what was the first song that you wrote that became on the EP Skeletons Skeletons yeah, yeah that yeah. was the first that was, was like the first, I know it was the first release wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah it was and it's crazy because that was the first song that I had written in years like since that the the notebook stage mm. when I was like nine <laughs> genuinely the first song I had written in years and years and years and it was just because they were like okay everybody write a song for Thursday and I was yeah. like okay fine no and they're quite personal songs yeah because yeah. uh, even I was I was like I was gonna ask you was like uh, does your first love know that you call them an asshole in a song <laughs> I don't know I don't know I'm yet, I'm yet to see if he's listened to it but uh, I think that would be really funny because it's like unmistakably him yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do love that with my friends like who are musicians and like they write it like a very personal song you're just like I know who that's about yeah and it's it's crazy because that's how like all my songs are all my songs are very very literal like yeah. there's not much that I'm making up at all well so your last single Harry is like yeah. is, is that his actual name as well yes yeah. <laughs> did he know you were writing that song yeah <laughs> I mean I, I, I remember I, I met him in my first my first week of college and I wrote that song um, a week after I met him 
which is kind of <laughs> psycho of me. <laughs> like that that's, quick. That's like, <laughs> uh, but that kind of adds to it though, because it is yeah. quite a lovely kind of like oh to like oh you it's know young just love about yeah like can. falling in love or yeah. like you know just the first a beginning of a relationship kind of. So like I wanted to capture it right then and there, which is um, kind of to my downfall in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, like now having to be like, you know, we broke up a, a while ago, but having to be like, here's my song, Harry. Ooh. He was great when I wrote it. He's a lovely guy. <laughs> so how do you go about writing a song? Like, is it just like a, is it like a, just a flow of consciousness thing or do you come back to them every so often or? I rarely come back to them. Rarely come back it's, to them. It's very like, it is kind of a flow of consciousness thing. And it's, it's, if I don't finish it that day, I'm probably not going to finish it and it's probably not going to be a song, which maybe isn't the best practice. But <laughs> you must have just endless amount of songs then, though. Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I do have, like, I'm writing a lot more recently. Um, I did kind of have a bit of a lull in the last, like, year or so just because college and everything and I yeah. just got, nah, whatever, I'll do it in a, in a while. But... Adulting. <laughs> yeah, oh, hashtag adulting. <laughs> Don't talk to me before my morning coffee. <laughs> No, but you do some great lines. Like even the, uh, I just like, how the fuck did I turn 18? I was just like, <laughs> like, the second I heard that, I was just like, I know exactly that feeling. Yeah. And you think it'd be like when you're turning 18, like I'm turning 30 this year. And I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Besides the fact that I get to sing Bo Burnham for the month leading up to it for the whole oh, time. Nice. I'm turning 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, uh, like where, the, where do you get most of your lyrical inspiration from? Like, do you think from, is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, is it yeah. just... It's kind of just, like, it's... When I say it's literal, like, it's literally... It's just exactly, like, things that have happened to me. Yeah. I There's rarely times, like... I can't think of a time in any of my songs where I've been, you know, making a story or, like, you know, a character <laughs> yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Like, it's genuinely just been, like, this happened and I'm just reciting it. <laughs> Not even in a poetic way sometimes. It's very blatant, just like... Blunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This happened and I'm sad, pretty much. And in terms of, like, the music, uh, do you work with the band that you have or is it... Yeah, it's kind of, like, me and... My manager slash bassist slash producer slash everything, nice. Hugh. It's always good to have one of those in the band. Yeah. <laughs> it's me and Hugh. Like, I would kind of um, write the songs myself and then kind of bring it to the band and we can add more together in a way. It's, yeah. But I'd say, like, the bulk of it is just done with me. But when we bring it together to kind of play it and then, like, you know, my guitarist will add a little bit and I'm like, oh, my God, that was sick. <laughs> and then we kind of incorporate it into the song. So, yeah. And is guitar like your first love in terms of instruments or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I tried to play piano. I think I was like seven or eight and they were like, yeah, we'll call you back after Christmas. And they never did. Oh, <laughs> I know. What do you mean? Like for like for lessons? For lessons. Yeah, I know. That's bad. That's bad business. Uh, Businessmanship. Yeah, I, I know. I pronounced that word wrong. But anyway. <laughs> They're eating their words now. The one word I can't say is variety. Oh, I said it right. Okay. But normally I say it. Normally I say it very wrong. And when you're doing podcasts like this. You, you know, so like you have so much variety in your music. It normally comes out as variety. 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 Nice. I have, I won't admit which episode it is, but I have overdubbed it in the episode. <laughs> I'm going to search Because I hated how bad, yeah, well, there's like 68 episodes, so good luck to you. <laughs> it's just Some like of them are three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start playing live then with the, with the music that you're making now? I think, so my first gig, wow, I think it was, I wasn't even in college yet. I would have been either, no, I would have been 18. No, just about to go 18, which is crazy. Um, it was in 
a school in Lucan. Oh, okay. I think subs- it was a Substance gig. Like they were just putting on a little thing and it was in the car park of some school. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> they were like, do you want to do it? And I was like, Just plugged into sure. an amp like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, um, okay, sure. And Where's it was the like. the desk? <laughs> yeah. It's like the most nervous I've been um, for a gig. Well, like a, a few of them, like I'd say there's two that are on par, which is my first two gigs. Mm. Um, like solo shit like that's like yeah. the, your name yeah. I mean like that's kind of how I started I didn't have a band or anyone with me even like now if I don't have the full band I'll have Hugh or Duno with me playing but um, just by myself it was really really nerve wracking and say, I yeah. remember like just because as well it felt like everybody in Subsense had kind of started this at 14 or younger and I'd been trying to do gigs and do mm. bands and stuff and I was very like late coming to it so I was like, fuck my first gig and I'm really 18 and I'm like, oh. um, but it's, it was just the anxiety. I remember like not being able to eat that day and everything. And oh, like, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh my God, the pain, but it's, it's better now. Yeah, thank God. It, yeah. <laughs> Is uh, cause I haven't been to Belfast now for a gig. I don't think I've ever been to a gig in Belfast. Is the really? music scene much different there to what it is in Dublin or? You know what? Like, it seems to be quite emerging. Yes, yeah. it's it's. I feel like I went to a panel recently. Um, it was you know the Oh Yeah Center in Belfast. It's kind of like youth music up okay. and coming. Like, there's a lot of people there. Excuse me. You're all right. <laughs> well, I do more mouth noises. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a lot of people there. Um, who are really helpful to young musicians and like really trying to get everybody to get out there and um. I feel like there's a lot more, not that there isn't, I think there is a lovely community in Dublin um, for music, but Belfast is a lot more welcoming in some ways. Mm. There's a lot more like community there and like people kind of looking out for each other and everyone trying to kind of make connections in a way that's not very superficial. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I was only talking about this with um, Adam, who was the guest yesterday, but uh, he felt about 10 years ago in Dublin, I felt it as well, even not being in bands, like I designed Mm. for bands, it was very clicky and it was very kind of like... Uh, even it, it, there was even points where I remember people were going like oh yeah we're looking for this graphic designer to do our work and people were like no I'm not telling you his name and it's like, what? like why why <laughs> why, <laughs> why? Or like, we all help each other producers out, or guitarists but it's much it's much better now like yeah, much much better sure, now yeah. I don't know what's changed but I do remember it being fairly kind of um I don't want to use the word pretentious, but there was just something, it wasn't Definitely, as yeah. kind of like, now you're going to WC bands going, oh, hey, hey, exactly, hey, yeah, hey. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's good that way. But I think there's also, um, there should be more of a bridge kind of between the Belfast scene and the Dublin scene yeah. right now. Because like everyone that I've spoken to from either place, like has no clue about any bands mm. from the other place, um, which is really crazy. I just think... We could all help each other out so yeah. much, you know. I mean, everyone in Dublin is trying to get into the UK, and everyone from Belfast <laughs> is trying to get into Dublin. So it's like, yeah, I know. It's even like um, you hear these bands talking. It's like we got to get down to Dublin, who are from yeah. Belfast. I only had my first was my first Belfast band, Salothern. We're on a metal band, mm. and they were naming all these crazy metal bands that I've never heard of. And I was like, these yeah. guys are all sick. Like, yeah, how have you exactly. not heard of them? I was like, I just we don't hear of them. I don't it's know. It's crazy. Why. It's crazy. But um, who does all your artwork, by the way? So <laughs> for for are you talking about like Harry and stuff? Yeah, yeah. That was just um once off it was my friend um Eva Zake. Okay. And she's she doesn't do like art professionally, but like she's a great artist and she's so so good. And I was like, like I love her little like doodly style. Yeah, yeah I I, I love that kind of yeah so, lends so itself cute. quite a lot to and music I was as like, well. I was just like 
please, could you do this for me, please? And she was like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but it's great. And um, my artwork that I did or that I have for my, mer- my merch was my friends, Sive Martin and Shayna Purdue. And again, Shayna and Sive do art in college. Um, and this was, I think, like the first thing that I was like, they were like maybe commissioned to do yeah, kind yeah. of in a way and they um they drew up that design and they like lino printed it for me so oh, it's lovely. just so cool lino print is so nice it's so cool <laughs> i did my uh, i did my final year show for ncd all through lino print and uh, i did, now it it came out great i was very delighted about it but i had cuts all over my hands but <laughs> yeah it's so i kept hard. holding the board the wrong way um so i would cuz you flick it up yeah, yeah. you just I lost so I lost a um I lost a nail when I was in uh, secondary school because it flicked and went under my nail. <laughs> That's crazy. It was oh very God. sore. <laughs> I lost a nail one time. Really? How would you do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like 7 and I was in school and the door closed on oh! it. And it just flipped right off there. Oh. It's never healed. Yeah, no, it it doesn't come back now. Not the same. No, it's never the same. Never the same. I saw a guy lose a toe at a swimming pool when I was like nine as well. What the hell? <laughs> same thing. A door. Somebody slammed a door. Lost on his the toe. whole toe. The door. It, well, I didn't lose the hole, but it came off halfway off. <gasps> yeah, I didn't think the, co- the podcast was going to go this way. But just while <laughs> well, we're, here on the we to- are. we're on the topic of it, yeah, it, it came. It came quite off, Jeez. and because it was in a swimming pool, because like water dilutes it a little bit, it yeah. just looked like a scene out of Jaws. <laughs> All the kids like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. In terms of uh, recording, like how do you, do you like recording or? Because yeah. it must, as a singer, you must be gone and like, and like you're actually like really singing because you have a fantastic voice. Oh, so it you. must be like, it's like, okay, go in there again. It's like, give me a fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like recording. See, like th- this is the thing I'm trying to get better at um, recording myself because when you can kind of get into the flow yourself and you're, you know, stopping and doing more takes and mm. whatever, when you're with someone and you kind of have to be like, okay, one more time, no, put me here, and uh, and you're trying to communicate stuff, and it's like it's just harder. Obviously, me and Hugh have gotten really good at it now. Um, we have a great like relationship with recording and stuff together, so um, it's not that bad, but it is something like I just yeah, <laughs> you just want to get across. It's especially when you record a demo and you're like, this is great, and then you go to record the real thing and you're like, no, it lost it, it lost it. Where is it? It lost that kind of bedroom feel to it. The, is the it, charm or? or something. I yeah. don't know. It's just when you try to recreate it exactly and yeah. you can't. I'm always forever being like, I could do it better one more time. There is that kind of like weird middle ground where it's like, okay, we're gonna get it to sound what it'd like to sound like live, mm. but it can also sound too overproduced. I don't yeah, know. It, it, yeah, it's, for sure. <laughs> see people spending hours and hours and hours just doing take after take after take. <gasps> that's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm doing it myself, that's me. Like I just spend hours and hours. It'll do a whole day doing vocals. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I will not move on to get guitar the or anything tea else. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, so what's next? What are you working on next? I've got a few songs. We're hoping um, to put together a second EP. I was originally aiming for an album this year, but it was kind of just like... Yeah, but you're finishing college. Yeah, it's not there's really. a lot going on. And like, it's kind of one of those things where I've had a few songs written separately and then it was like I don't, I don't want to just throw them on an album I want an album to kind of have a consistent yeah vibe. be an actual yeah yeah statement. yeah exactly yeah. so it's kind of I have these few songs I'm hoping to put on an EP and they're my favourite things I've ever done I'm so excited nice. I'm so excited <laughs> it's great Um, I guess this is the part where I ask you just random questions nice. uh, so uh, what was your first and last album you ever bought I think I, gen- I think the first album I don't remember the first album I bought but the first album I had that was given to me for my birthday was um, 
Muse live harp class. <laughs> yeah. Wait, harp? Yeah, the H A A or P. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought they did a harp album for some no. reason. Like, <laughs> it's like this live album. Muse are Muse can be weird, but that's that is very weird. <laughs> it's experimental. Experimental. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, yeah, that was the first album I bought. I don't. This is really bad, but I don't remember the last album I've bought because the last I'm album you fell in love with. I'm a streamer. <laughs> that's all right. Um, last album I fell in love with. The last album I've actually like really enjoyed was um. That new dad album that just came out, Modra. I haven't listened to it yet. It's really, yeah. really good. It's um, really I keep good. seeing it being like, this is fantastic. Go listen to it. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> There's too much music these days. Oh, there There's really way too is. Many. There really is. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> Competitive as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most underrated artist. Ooh, okay. I think... You know what? I wouldn't say she's underrated. She's definitely not underrated. Like, she's... A huge musician in her own right, but Adrian Linker. Oh okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. From from Big Thief. Because there's, there's a friend of mine who I know. His name is Zach, and he's just going yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's obsessed with her. I am. She is my Jesus. She's fantastic. She, she is, is fantastic. my Jesus. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I just like and I, I know she's um she's very well known for Big Thief and stuff. But um anytime I bring up her name, it's kind of rare that people will know who she is yeah. or know that songs album from 2020. And it's like. Oh my god, oh. her lyrics are just insane. I, I, a friend of mine sent me that album, same friend Zach, and he's like, you need to listen to this album. And I was like, I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. And I stupidly gave it a go when I was very drunk uh, and very down. Yeah. And I, I think I said my voice, I was going, dude, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> You're ruining your life. <laughs> why'd you do this to me? <laughs> this is beautiful. It's so, it's like, it's so, um, it's just unlike any other yeah. music that I've ever heard. It's so, it's so like magical, mystical. I don't know. I but know. I, I always found, especially with Big Thief as well and her music, is that you do, they do this amazing thing where it does feel like you're in the room with them, which yeah. is a very hard thing to pull off. You can most. really hear like the yeah. room and hear how close she is and stuff. And it's crazy. I want her in my ears all the time. I want her as my internal monologue. She's like, also effortlessly cool as well. So do you know? Cool. Yeah. She's so cool. I just want to be her. <laughs> have you ever seen them live actually? No, but I have tickets to see her in April. Oh, nice. Where is she playing? Vicker Street. Is she? Yeah. Oh wow, I did not know about that. I, I might be sold out by this it's point. It's definitely sold out at this point. It probably I, big thief fans are like because there's yeah, like a, I'm on subreddit. There's like a lot of you know like the the worst one is not the worst one. The most intense one I think is the uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh so, yeah. but, Oh my God, those fans <laughs> are ravenous for new material. It's insane. But that. the big thief ones are. <laughs> They, because they, because it's with the music you can really dissect every aspect of. It. I feel like the same yeah. with your music. You can kind of really go oh, into it you, as well. Thank you. No, I like. I wouldn't, as I say to any guest, I, I never would ask somebody to come on if I wasn't like sure that I was like this music is awesome. So oh, nice, <laughs> nice, it's nice to hear. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, let's see, what's another one? Uh, favorite live performance you've ever seen? <laughs> I can't say Muse again. I can't no. say Muse again. Muse are a spectacle, though. They are. They were just so good, and they like had the big catwalk coming out in the three arena. Oh, I, love and the I was I was right up at the barrier, and I was like thirteen. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, who have I seen live recently? That have you seen really Phoebe great. Bridges? I have seen Phoebe yeah. Bridges. She was amazing. I think actually, last amazing, amazing gig I saw was Ethel Kane at Electric Picnic. Oh no way! She was. I don't think I've ever seen her either. She was just great. And it was what really surprised me. Like we went up to the tent and I was like, um, 
you know I'm very used to like me and my friends being in very like queer spaces so like you yeah, know yeah. I was in EP and I was like god so many straight people everywhere this is kind of <laughs> crazy and um, I was like you know what we're going to Ethel Kane it'll be it'll be cool we'll find our people <laughs> and we <laughs> and we rocked up and the whole tent was just full of straight men straight- who knew every word oh really which was really That's cool not the uh, the <laughs> I remember I've had two experiences that one when my dad had a really funny one where he went to, like, as I said, before we start, my dad's like a real conservative kind of mass everyday type of guy. Nice. Yeah. And he, but he loves pink. Like he, absolutely, <laughs> oh, really? he absolutely adores pink. He thinks she's fantastic. <laughs> and he brought my sister to see her on the, it was the Funhouse tour, I think. It was the one where she's doing the crazy acrobatics. Yeah, I, was I think say... she still does that. But um, he brought her and he came back and he was like, uh, my, si- my sister was pissing herself laughing. And she goes, ask dad how the gig was. And I was like, dad, how was the gig? And he goes, it was good. He goes, it was, there was like a crazy amount of, uh, like lesbian women had it and I was like and he is goes, it crazy and he goes, he goes is pink lesbian and I was like would that make a difference and he goes no that's not what I said and I was, <laughs> I was like <laughs> but, but he goes I was like no she's just a, she's a gay icon and he's like oh okay there was a lot of them <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> he wasn't expecting it he wasn't ready he wasn't ready the same one was like uh, I brought a friend of mine to see Charlie XCX in <laughs> Berlin. No, oh wow! And it was the first gig that I was ever at where I couldn't see the stage because the it was just all full of German tall men. The, nice. There was no women at it. That's crazy! Wow. <laughs> there was no women at it. It was all German men. Whoa, that's interesting. <laughs> very good performance. You ever see her actually? No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Very good. Do you have a most anticipated album of the year that's coming mm. out? I saw today that the Last Dinner Party released their album, which is yeah. an album I'm very excited to listen to. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. I was I was really excited for um the Sofiane Stevens album that just dropped oh. a while ago. <laughs> Do like him. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I have two of his albums over there. I love him. You know. he, see, like it was just I remember I woke up for college and I saw that it was out and I was like, sweet, I'll listen to it on my way there. And I popped the headphones in and it was just the most gut wrenching, soul destroying, sad <laughs> album of all time. And I was having a smoke outside and my friends came up and they were like, hey, what's up? And I was like, don't talk to me right yeah. now. I need a minute. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, do, my do you have uh, a favorite of your own songs that you, that, what do you think is the, your favorite to play? Ooh, to play. To play is kind of different than like my favorite one. Yeah, well, I... we, we can do both. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll do both. both. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say to play, one of my favorites is like a new one that we have called Wrong, which we've only actually played like a few times because it's one that you really need the full band for. Okay. But it's just really energetic and it's really fun. And like, you know, I'm not a very... um physical stage performer just in the crowd smacking people yeah <laughs> and not doing any crowd surfing but uh it is like it's nice to be able to kind of have a little dance and yeah, not yeah. be like i'm so sad <laughs> la 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 you know um and uh, favorite favorite that you've written i think it would have to be wasters still wasters yeah wasters I, is a great song I, yeah, I, thank I, really you. Like I, I really do i just really like the the lyrics of it especially just because it's just it just encapsulates such a specific time in my Mm. life like genuinely like the years from 14 to 16 so so caught in there is just so those years I I don't think people uh, remember or reflect on how much those years suck for a lot of people yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah they do suck and there's like there's so many like 
things now that I wouldn't write now. Like there's like Sylvia Plath references and shit, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh corny, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, like it's like a little time capsule yeah, yeah, yeah. of whatever that time. No, I was. think we've all. I I had a, I went out with a girl who had a Sylvia Plath phase and was obsessed with her. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being obsessed with. Her. She's a fantastic poet. Oh, she is. Um, but... absolutely fantastic. Tragic story, but fantastic mm. poet. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, even like I I love the Midwestern emo by the way tag as oh, well. Thank you. <laughs> Where did that come from? So it was just this guy I was talking to at the time. And like, again, like this is me and the way I write songs, especially about like romantic interests. Yeah. You could label it like a bit psycho. And I will say (laughs) you could label it a bit psycho because I just write things very quick and very like intensely about people. And I don't tell them it's about them, but they definitely know it's about them. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, like I just had never heard um, Midwest Emo bands before ever and I was into like you know the kind of 2010s emos or like 2000s emos that was like you know like My Chemical Romance for sure that was like my number one but like I never actually got into kind of the the origins and stuff oh the the, like the 90s stuff yeah yeah yeah. and um I'd never really gotten that far back and he made a playlist with all this stuff in it and I was like oh this is kind of nice though yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it was really sick and I got really into that genre of music for like a year so I was like maybe I should like try and write a song like this and it just ended up it was about him so I just called it that (laughs) (laughs) no it's funny with the the emo stuff because like I was a big huge Papa Roach fan who are not really Mm. an emo band but like My Chemical Romance Fall Out Boy all those Bring Me The Horizon who finally got to see again after 10 years oh yeah did you go it was one of the best shows I've ever been to like for real like it was one of the best shows I've ever seen it was crazy the only thing that I didn't like about it was I finally saw The Row which is this new TikTok trend that people do at metal gigs where they all sit down Oh, really? and, and row a boat oh. and I, I hate it that's kind of yeah <laughs> I don't I know if I'm a so fan much. of that I, f- f- friends of mine were giving out to me like Barry it's a young person thing let them have a bit of fun I was like just fucking These mosh <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but it was very good I forgot because they have they've gone kind of emo now as well like, like oh, yeah. S- Strangers Drown are all these songs that I've been listening back and now I've gone back to all like Michael McCromance and all that kind of music My yeah. Buddy Valentine oh, yeah. um, just amazing bands I was like oh, so I liked good. this for so long why did I stop listening to it exactly. it's so good music why did, why did we wh- kill cringe culture yeah. come on and there's nothing wrong with- well no I never I never was cringed about it yeah. I never like I got fucking bullied like crazy when I was in school for <laughs> yeah. the music that I listened to I won't go to some of the names but um, like I remember coming out one time and we were going to Wes do you remember Wes yeah, yeah it was <laughs> and a girl came up to me with friends when she goes I heard you started wearing eyeliner and I was just like I was 16 I was just yeah. like I haven't what no yeah. I don't wear eyeliner and they're like I heard you wear eyeliner I was like where look at my eyelashes they're yeah. not that dark and she was like oh I just heard you start painting your nails wearing eyeliner and I was just like no don't hate on the guy liner, <laughs> no, but no, no, even if it was. no 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 I have nothing wrong with eyeliner but I wasn't wearing it I was like who is who is spreading these rumours I've all, all the bands so crazy. all the bands that I loved wear eyeliner I have nothing against it at all <laughs> Wear, wear and dress however you want. Amen. <laughs> but it was, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Michael McGrowman is for sure one of the all-time great ones. Oh, Escape so the good. Fate were another one if you go a bit heavier. Yeah. But the uh, the night when I, I remember going on Last FM to look up Emo mm. and then it was like, there, no, there were none of those bands. It was all these yeah. other bands I'd never heard of and they started, and it was like, this is really sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's in the name. Hey. Saddest song that you can ever think of. <laughs> <laughs> Saddest song. Saddest song. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, it's a Sigur Ross song. It was in of Beautiful Boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was in the Beautiful Boys soundtrack. It's like Svefin G Engler mm. or something like in that. 
made up language that oh. they have. Did they make up a language? Yeah. Did they? Yes. I did not know I that. I think I, well, I'm going to sound really stupid if that's been not listening true. to them <laughs> without knowing that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's like a coherent made up language or if they kind of just gibberish, but like they, it's not, there's no uh, wow. lyrics, okay. I'm pretty sure. There was a, oh, that's amazing. I remember yeah. seeing them in an interview because I, I used to watch bands do interviews that's, that's how I spent most of my teens just people being interviewed yeah. people interviewing people over and over and over again which is why I want to do this yeah. but they were being interviewed and they kept giving one word they were something happened before the interview yeah and I think they, I've seen this and they just they give one word answers the whole time like and your man <laughs> no but I think your man was told not to ask them something and he went ahead and did it oh, anyway but okay, they go okay. on for an hour I was like I would have just took the hint and went no <laughs> yeah yeah you know what let's wrap this up it's no, not it going anywhere no it goes on for ages that's really painful that's really painful <laughs> it's not good <laughs> What's a favorite lyric of yours that you've written? Actually, do you know? Ooh. It must be kind of hard to, you know, pinpoint. Pinpoint, yeah. Yeah, it's it's or one that speaks out, it strikes you out anyway. Yeah, I mean, like you know, one of the first, um, one of the first things that someone like came up and recited a lyric back to me, which was really cool, was like it was when we that were, must be the best feeling in the was, world, yeah, especially so when you have cool. such personal songs as well. Yeah, it must yeah, be, yeah, to hear like that people relate to it is like really really cool, but like. I was, I think it was during the recording process of Wasters and other, like, other people who were doing Subsounds and other mentors and stuff were there. And this this one girl, Megan McGarry, came up to me and she was like, I just listened to Wasters and, like, my first love was an asshole. He used to paint his nails black. You know, he told me he wanted to kill me. What the fuck do you say to that? And I was like, how is that, like, relatable to anyone? But also, like, it still, like, strikes a chord with people. Yeah, and I just yeah. think it's really cool. Do you ever get it's like? Do you ever get where somebody comes up and because they're a big fan, they know you? They th they get that kind of little. It's like, yeah, I know what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't really have like many uh, fans. Fans, yeah, I would yeah, yeah, say but it's on the up and up. So <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of it is. I would say it's kind of weird sometimes because I use my full name. Mm. If I'm like out, I can be like out in Dublin and I'll be like locked, or I'll be like on a mad one at a night out with my friends or something, and I'm so fucked up, and someone will come up to me and be like, "Are you Dara Heffernan?" And I'm like, "Oh God." <laughs> Oh God, um, yes, hey. <laughs> Full government name, like straight up. I've been recognised once when I'm out and it yeah. wasn't for the way that I look. It was because someone heard me laugh. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Fri Zin Fibbers is like, I know that laugh. You did that episode with Colleen. No I was like, way, yeah. that's mental. <laughs> uh, do you have a favourite lyricist actually? I would say I, I, Adrienne Linger is definitely Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> she's just... Hard she's, to beat. Yeah, she's just unreal. Like, I think she had this lyric in... Um, in Jadar and it's like the dog walks in and the crow lies in his jaw like lead mm. what <laughs> that's so cool that's so so cool <laughs> favourite guitar player actually I would you know what like I can't keep I know, saying her say, yeah, you're going to say Adrian Linger again I'm going to say Adrian Linger again I can't keep doing this it looks like I have two musical interests and that's it <laughs> but she's just so good and she really like you know with her and I was really big into Phoebe Bridgers for a while like with lyricism as well mm. but like that's kind of when I started writing music that was very the direction I was taking because she kind of does that a little bit sometimes with the very like blatant experiences and just yeah, like yeah. says things that have happened and I kind of took inspiration from that and the way that she plays guitar is like it can be quite minimal but still really effective and like it's kind yeah. of 
it's kind of taught me like the way I write now is very like inspired by the way Phoebe plays guitar for sure. Yeah, like I I like I grew up on just crazy guitars the whole time and yeah. I'm slowly starting to come back to the whole sparseness can be yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, the simplicity of it like yeah. it leaves room for a lot more. Do you have a, I asked this to Cable and I got some good responses. Do you have a, do you have a favorite soundtrack? Ooh. <laughs> favorite soundtrack. Oh my god, could this be like to a game? It can be to a game, yeah, because okay. my mine mine is to a game. It's okay. uh, uh, Max Payne Three Health, the band. Okay. If, if you ever listen to them, they're a noise, noise band, but they did the soundtrack to uh, Max Payne Three, and it's fucking oh, crazy. Nice. It's great. It's really yeah. really good. I think I think my favorite soundtrack would have to be um, Life is Strange. Oh, I've never played it. You're joking. <laughs> I've You're never joking. played it. You have to play. I've, Life I, my is friends strange. streamed it, and because it's such a wonderful, I've heard the narrative in it. It's so wonderful and mechanics and everything in it. Like it's a really heartfelt game mm. I was like I can't watch this stream and he's yeah. like, he like you need to watch it and I was like oh. he's like I watch yours he's like I'm not watching it play. I have this is I got this tattoo oh, for no Life way. is Strange that's it's a lovely just, tattoo it's a little butterfly but it's just like a part of the the symbolism in the game but uh, the the dialogue is very cringy and uh, weird at times but it's worth <laughs> it I think you should play it uh, I'm assuming that's your favorite game is it? Yeah. do you ever yeah, play A Night in the Woods? Yeah. I love Night in the That's Woods. one of my all-time favorite games. Oh my games. god, I'm so, I've never met anybody who loves Night I in the love Woods. that game. It's so so good. I was listening to the soundtrack on the way game. Up here, and I literally I have a picture um literally hanging above my bed of May in oh, her no little way. witch outfit. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Night in the Woods and I was playing it again recently. Um and god, it's just so emotional. I remember being like 16 or 17 and I'm watching that game for the first time and you know the bit where she's like when I die I want it to hurt and yeah. I'm like god that's so me I was the exact same I because yeah. I streamed it and I I kept going like I can't keep playing this on stream because I am going to cry and someone's going to make it into so... a, someone's going to make it into a clip <laughs> there's it's, nothing wrong with guys crying but I don't want my friend showing me that clip for the rest of my life <laughs> it's cryable it's a cryable game but even so like it's just I even just love the band practice moments or just yeah. practicing your guitar like all these like you don't have to do the narrative the whole time but it, it is one of the most kind of um, I guess kind of Midwestern growing up teenage yeah. post angst kind of yeah it's, it's literally like oh she's just 20 she dropped out of college she yeah. what she's doing and I'm like oh she's, God, she's depressed her. but you don't know why she's depressed yeah. and you're kind of just oh. trying to figure just trying to figure things out it's so great and yeah. um, did you ever watch Jacksepticeye play it no he played it and he did this like it was kind of like when it was coming out and he was playing it, he did the voices for all of them. And oh, like, no way. He did, like, these crazy voices for, for Greg and all this. And, like, every time I play the game now, I just, like, just hear it in my head. Wait, because there's no, there's no vocals in it at all. It's no, just all, no, yeah. it's just, yeah. It's a beautiful game. It's so good. I did not think we were going to be talking about that. But Life is Strange, I will play, because I can play games on that. So I'll have to it's give it a really, go. Really I heard good. it's very, very good. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other questions that, because we flew through those. But, um, oh, actually, do you have a favorite album artwork? I haven't asked Ooh, that one in a while. Yeah. The one, see, like the one that just came to mind there, it's um the New Dad album that just came out. I think that yeah. artwork is so cool. The, I don't think the, I've seen the artwork like actually for It's a mannequin with like a smashed face kind of in front okay. of it. And it's like... Intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense, but it's pretty cool. And I think, oh, like, I mean, this one's a bit silly, but you know, uh, Loveless. Yeah, I mean, but come, come on. on. It's come great. On. It is great. <laughs> I still it's iconic for a reason. I've watched the I've watched the making of that uh, that album, and that really is one of those albums that just should not have been made. Like it just like <laughs> th- like they all got they all went nearly went deaf making it and everything. God, the crazy. record company went I'm not broke. Surprised. 
making it. They were they went completely bankrupt after they made it and uh, made it, and then they signed a little band called Oasis, and that's what saved them. As far as I remember, that's what the that's what he said in his YouTube documentary no that I watched at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Binging. Binging. Uh, if you could collab with anybody, who would it be? Ooh, I'd love to collab. Well, like when if I'm thinking like Irish artists, I'd love to collab with Cruel Sister. Oh yeah, okay. For sure. I'll let Faith. Sure. I'll let Faith know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll like, send put it in a good word for me. Will you? I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that close, but I will. But she's been on, so I can I can send it. <laughs> great, great. Just send her this episode and like the timestamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Faith's awesome. Cruel Sister are very, very, very oh, good. So, so good. So um, good. I just I the uh, I remember just seeing them the first time because I. The first time I saw them, I listened to them a little bit. I was like, oh, no, I will be seeing them in a week. Mm-hmm. So maybe go in like a little bit blind just to be. And mm. I remember it was so loud that it felt like there was air hitting yeah. it. It was awesome. Oh, so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> it was actually, it was at, um, was at uh, Skies Behind in Whelan's there, just mm-hmm. gone. And it was so, it was crazy loud. And I only just got ear protection recently. And I was wearing it. And even when, every time I took them, I was like, why the fuck is this so loud? Yeah, I was like, and it's like, they're, like they're they're a rock band, like, but it's like it was very, very, very loud. It yeah. was upstairs, and then when the gig finished, I turned around and it was um, uh, De- my friend Declan Bear, who's uh, he's in a noise band called uh, True Home, mm. and he goes, "Was it loud?" I was like, "Yeah, it was fucking loud, Declan." And he goes, "Awesome." <laughs> <laughs> That's my my fatal flaw is I still don't have ear protection, and I oh, play in a band. Them. I need to get it. I I need to be serious and do it. But I've wrecked my ears with yeah. uh, with not wearing them. I get middle ear infections now all the time when oh, I go God. to gigs, and they're it's very uncomfortable. Okay. because I went to way too many metal gigs when I was younger. So nice. do get them. Okay, I'll get them. I'll get them. I'll make it. It does heal, but like, yeah. <laughs> best to be, uh, best to be safe. Best to be, yeah. Cruel Sister is a good collab one. If it if it wasn't from Ireland, who would it be? Hmm. Damn, I would. I would just. You're going to say Adrian Lecker again, you, aren't you? You can't, you can't stop me. You can't stop me from saying it. It's your Lanker. episode, so you it's can say whatever episode. you want. I want Adrian Lecker, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> me and her against the world. <laughs> It is a very good one to have, to be fair. She's just so good. Is she releasing new music soon? Um, Yes, she has a new album coming out in March, I'm pretty nice, sure. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice, nice. I'm excited for that. There's a lot of good music coming out this year. Um, It's kind of hard to keep up with it, but like, do you ever do you ever go on a site called Brooklyn Vegan? No. They're like, I don't know, I don't know why they're called Brooklyn Vegan, but, mm. I, but they put out, if you, every Tuesday they put out stuff that's coming out or songs oh, really? I released today. I've been trying to tell people for ages, like that's a great site to find yeah. a good mix of music. Oh shit, that's it's cool. It's not as pretentious as Pitchfork. Um, so, <laughs> okay, underground yeah. Pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, underground Pitchfork. Pitch, I hate Pitchfork so much. <laughs> I read it, I read it uh, like when I'm in work, if it's, it's a quiet day and it just, I read it because I know it annoys me. <laughs> yeah, the ratings piss me off. Yeah. They piss me off. So and they bad. give these kind of like, I've nothing wrong with hip hop, but for some reason, I think it's because they know they get clicks for the albums. They keep giving them like an 8.8 and I listen to it. It's like, this isn't good hip hop. <laughs> yeah. It's just trap rap and it's, I can't understand any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I have reached the point yeah. where I'm too old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> too old for trap rap. Too old for trap rap. <laughs> All right, Darren, well, we hit the 45 minute mark. So uh, cool. believe it or not, that fucking flew by. <laughs> it did, yeah. Uh, this is the part where you do the little promo part. Any PR stuff you need to do? <laughs> cool. So I have um, a gig coming up. I'm supporting New Dad. In no way! Reveal! <laughs> Big reveal. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm supporting New Dad, I think, in, on the 28th of February in the Button Factory. Fantastic. Really, well, for you. really That's cool. That's amazing. They only, they DM'd me like... Um, last week or something and like I Raising shit I said I didn't listen to, I did listen to the album I swear <laughs> I woke up and I had been listening and they like the album came out a few days after they DM'd me but uh 
they do man ice shit bricks i, I was say like you no did. way that's class <laughs> it's so cool have yeah. you played the button factory before yeah i played yeah. um what was it called a uh, tilt when they were oh fantastic yeah, 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 yeah. i did Tilt's that a very good i think night. april last year i did that but um haven't been there since so it'll be exciting oh happy days that's awesome <laughs> yeah so and i think i am doing another gig in radio falcha on the 12th of april fantastic well. good stuff so come down and check it out absolutely <laughs> all right well thank you so much for coming on the podcast that's been a blast me. you're very very welcome Thank you. And that's that. That's, that's great. <laughs> so that is the end of the episode for today. I want to give a quick thank you again to Dara for coming on and chatting with me. Uh, really was an absolute pleasure having her. There'll be a link uh, to all her music and all those gigs that she announced in the description for this episode. And on my end, if you want to hear more episodes like the one you just heard, please give the podcast a follow, uh, especially on Spotify, because we switched provider for the podcast this week, which for some reason reset my Spotify to zero followers so <laughs> it's looking lonely there but anyway uh, I hope you've enjoyed the episode I really appreciate listening to it have a lovely day thank you and goodbye